are now listening to the NYYST podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 187 of the NYYST podcast. I'm your host, Christian. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. You! And he's running late. Bum. He'll be here soon. Stat Guy Rye. Bum. What? It's unfortunate that Stat Guy Rye is running late today because we have to squeeze this in early. Uh, he's trying to get a ride on the Brett Jet before the storm comes, so hopefully... Uh, We'll have baseball tonight. There is a little bit of inclement weather coming the way. But he said if he wanted to be on this, and you know, in case you didn't hear that, my dog is with me this week. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be a good husband here and let my wife and daughter nap and take the dog up here. So you know, these are the uh, pitfalls of life, I guess. Do you think he'll be treated nicer today and appreciated more? A- absolutely not. Perfect. But anyway, we don't have time for this right now. We got to bring Guardy in. He wants to get on the bread jet before the rain comes. And sorry, Stack Guy Rise got to miss this, but we got to bring in Guardy here for the Guardy Report. Guardy, what oh, up? Hey, guys. Oh, am I still allowed on your show or you guys turn on me like everybody else after a week's worth of games? Guardy, we'll never Whoa. turn on you, bro. And, and what's going on? Yo, Guardy, let me tell you something, bro. Don't ever, don't ever come in Sorry. on. No, come you're in right, like guys. That, bro. I'm, I'm just. Don't ever come in like that. You know, that. you're right, Christian. I'm, I'm, I'm taking my, my anger out on you guys. It's not fair to you. Y'all been, y'all been really good to me. And uh, what's going on? What it, what, what well, is look, Christian? Man, I mean, what have you seen? Is there, are the fans turning on you? Is it your family? Well, it's not going good. I mean, I, I've heard so there's some rumors going around, and people aren't happy with my my what's my I'm, I think I'm one for sixteen uh, out of the gate. One, my one being a dinger, by the way, in case y'all didn't know that. And uh, you know, guys, I'm going through a bit of a slump right here to to, to jump out of the gates. And uh, I understand the frustration here, but I've only played in six damn games this year, guys. Give me a break, <laughs> Guardy. So social media is, uh, you know. You're actually more hated than Gary Sanchez right now. They want you out of the lineup more than they want Gary Sanchez out of the lineup. And you know how much uh, Yankee Twitter hates Gary Sanchez. Hey, look, man, I've been here the longest, right? I'm the longest tenured Yankee. If anyone's going to take that, I'd rather it be me than Gary. I'd rather the attention be on me because I've been here for damn 13 years, guys. They want you bent. They don't just want yeah, you benched. No, they want you traded. Yeah, no, I said it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but... Uh, you know, I'm not going to let it get to me, guys. I've been in this league long enough, and uh, I'm just out there to do one thing, and that's play hard. Guardy, so we got to ask you about this. There was a burner account out uh, the other night about it. I think it's called at does Guardy have a hit. Do you care to comment about that? Yeah, well, he, he better delete that account because Guardy does have a hit. <laughs> I think he turned it. It was what? It started as does Gary Sanchez have a hit, and then it turned into Guardy, and then Guardy hit a dinger. No, well, Guardy had a hit before Gary. Okay. So it had. So maybe it, had, it turned into. It turned into Gary. Guardy, I mean, is there anything you want to say to the fans? I mean, one guy tweeted that the Yankees should tell you, "quote." It's I want them real. to look up it's, the definition of a slump. All right. Look up the definition of a slump. Look up the definition of how many games are played. I get it. We're ten percent through now because we're only playing sixty. I get it. But I'm Brett Gardner. Right. Guardy, what what if it gets to a point where you're called into Boone's office with Cashman 
and they tell you that for the remainder of the season, it's Clint Frazier's job to lose and not yours. I'll tell you, I'm t- I'll tell you who's running that damn burner account. <laughs> All right, Guardy, we got to let you go, man, because you're making wild accusations. Yeah, about well, your well, now. you know what? Maybe, maybe it's time to get that out there. Clint Frazier, delete your Twitter. All right, Guardy, uh, it's time yeah, to no, go. All right, we'll you're right. A, can we? Can, let's let's uh, let's edit this all out, all right, guys. I'm gonna go. I got the Brett jet running low on gas. Take it easy, guys. All right, Guardy. Maybe you'll be in a better mood next time. Guardy report. Wow, he was angry. Fired up. Fired no, up. I think Stack Guy just got here too. Is that who? The, oh. And Stack Guy Rye. Oh, what a. What are you guys doing? Thanks for starting without me. What else is now? Well, we told you. Yeah, there's Creed. Hello, Creed. You're probably a better I gotta, host. I got to I gotta keep him from crying here. All right, let him bark. Who gives a shit? You will, because then you'll, com- you'll be like, oh, then I got to edit out dog barks. You want me to bring my kid up here? I'll just have him bark, too. Wait, but this is a dog. <laughs> just yeah, just, just, and what's just Jack? give Creed a little, little food. Or a little slap. I, I had to bring kidding. him up a biscuit earlier. All right, you know what? I'm going to let him go. Hold on. All right, me and Ryan will talk. What up, Chris? What's up, man? Good start to the season, huh? So we got to talk about this real quick. We have like a, we're trying to get a new tradition going where, you know, Ryan comes over for a lot of games, but whenever Cole pitches, you have to be here. Have you been here for every win? Uh, I think I missed. Well, yeah, I think maybe I missed one. Yeah, three to two game three against yeah, uh, yeah, Washington. Yeah. I don't think I was here, but I yeah, man, we got nine years left to Garrett Cole. Let's make let's get a little tradition going because I'm not missing a start. You're a great person to watch him with because you, you know you know what he's doing out there. You could learn a little bit from him, learn a little bit from you, enjoy some Yankee baseball. Christian, would you say uh, Cole's second start he looked more like himself or less like himself than the first game? And it's tough to say because he started out a little crazy again, but what did he retire, 14 in a row or something? Yeah, nah. I he don't still know. didn't he, have his best has, stuff, though. No, he still hasn't had his best stuff yet this year. So, but, we still haven't crazy, seen though. Garrett Cole yet. We really haven't. And and do you think do you think Boone left him in an inning too long, or are you okay with that? Uh... No, I'm perfectly okay with that. I saw a lot of people complaining about that on Twitter that, oh, you should have taken him out. But you got to build this guy's pitch count up. Yeah. You were in a lopsided game. He Maybe after the home run, he should have got him and not let him give up that, that extra double there. Maybe that was the time to get him. Maybe you left him in a batter too long. Yeah. But I have no issue with him going back out there. It's a lopsided game. You got a guy, you want this guy to be a horse. You got to, you know, get his pitch count built up. And his first start was shortened over due to. Uh, what did they cancel that game? Oh yeah, it got uh, it got delayed, yeah, and then he was at, he wasn't like, going to come back out pitches, anyway. Yeah, or eighty-seven maybe, but somewhere between there. I'll be right back now. The dog's outside barking. You have dog problems. Yeah, he. Um, I would say that Garrett Cole might be a guy who's going to take a few starts to really get into his midseason form. Obviously. Um, if you look at his stats from last year, he was dominant. He was really good all year, but he didn't really start turning it on until I think his last twenty two starts. Last, yeah, sixteen and zero with like yeah. a point seven eight or one point seven eight. Like, 
His first disgusting. His first handful of starts, but last year I believe, yeah, um, he wasn't the same pitcher as he was ending the season. I mean, he was truly unhittable to end the season with that many was starts in a row. Yeah. yeah, I was just saying, like he's he's obviously a guy who's going to take a few starts before we see his true potential. Also, new on team. Different setting. Yeah, I don't think no that bothers fans. a guy like Cole. No, I, I don't, I don't think. Uh, I think Garrett Cole him. is so locked in when he's on the mound. That's why he's so successful, even when he doesn't have his best stuff. All right. So now that the dog is allowed to, you know, he's just running the the house as he wants to here. So now we can focus on the show here. Let's reset for a quick minute. We're recording sa- uh, Sunday afternoon, early Sunday afternoon. It's about twelve fifteen right now because the Yankees are playing the Boston Red Sox this evening at seven o'clock on Sunday Night Baseball. So with our usual tradition for the NYYST podcast, when the Yanks are on Sunday Night Baseball, we do a Saturday morning afternoon show so you guys can listen to this to kind of get you ready for Sunday Night Baseball. So that's where we're at here. We thought we were going to come on here after we recorded last week talking about a week's worth of games with the Phillies. That didn't happen. The Yankees were uh, off Monday and Tuesday and then wound up in the – was it month? Yeah, and then Wednesday yeah. and Thursday they were in uh, Baltimore because there was a massive coronavirus outbreak amongst the Miami Marlins. I think we're up to what eighteen players. Is it really that high in personnel? Yeah, in the in Miami. So because the Marlins were in uh, Philly before that weekend, uh, before the Yankees were scheduled to come in there, they shut down the Phillies. The Yankees uh, spent two days in Philly doing nothing, and then they kind of. Uh, switched around the schedule so the Yankees played Baltimore uh Wednesday and Thursday and now they have 18 consecutive wins over the Baltimore Orioles which is almost unfathomable that a team can lose that many consecutive times to another team is it no in 19 now how, oh no 18 they didn't play no matter no matter how good and how bad both teams are that you can lose to one team 18 straight times is, yeah do you know what's funny base, in baseball also just with the Marlins it is 18 players 20 members uh all together including their wow. staff do you remember you know what's funny about the 18 straight wins do you remember a couple years ago in 2018, I guess it was, obviously, um, mm-hmm. when the Yankees had the Orioles early mm-hmm. and they got off to an early lead and it. then they blew it. And then I think they lost that series and then they lost an, a couple other series to them or something. And everyone was flipping out that you can't lose to the Orioles. This team sucks if they can't beat the Orioles. And now it's like. They just don't lose to yeah, the Orioles. Yeah, I think they anymore. lost series to like Baltimore, Detroit, Chicago, like all these mi- middle of the line teams, but haven't haven't I mean, lost to Baltimore since then. Let's let's call it for what it is at this point. And this kind of I kind of hate this about the season so far, but I love it because the Yankees are six and one. Other than Scherzer, I feel like every pitcher that's been thrown out there against them, you just don't even know who the fuck they are. Like I mean, it's You're just been it, if the Yankees weren't six and one right now i'd be disappointed besides uh patrick corbin it was uh, I guess patrick scherzer corbin and, and corbin. scherzer sorry but they won that game well you right. should know who john means is yeah yeah but, but you know what he means but like uh that's a good come one. on he's not like you know what he john means we haven't seen a legitimate pitcher outside of scherzer and corbin yeah i mean we'll get to that when we talk about the red sox but uh, uh man uh, you know, there's no real trade. I mean, there is a trade deadline, but we are not there yet. So sources, sources, Your sources? Had, had to, you know, they had to come up with something else. And it's apparently that the season is going to be canceled tomorrow. 
But although now it sounds like Manfred, you you had to quote. I don't know. Yeah, Manfred squashed it. Manfred squashed it. He said he's not a quitter. Uh, there's no reason to stop now, and uh, the the players just the teams have to be better. And I agree. I think that there's no reason to stop this season. I think they need to be better at containing this. Uh, and you, they're baseball players, right? We know how baseball players are. They go into that clubhouse, and apparently, from what I've heard, like the teams that have had the outbreaks, they're going out to dinner together. They're doing this together, that together, which is obviously important in a regular season, but right now you kind of got to break that up. Yeah, it says that an MLB investigation found that players went out, visited bars uh, yeah. before that. I mean, you can't Ma- be Miami doing that Marlins shit. Outbreak. You can't, but if you're not regulating it, then you can't stop these guys. That, that That's MLB's problem, in my opinion, that they didn't set out a proper guideline to make sure these guys don't go out. There's, well, if there's no restrictions, they're just human beings at that point. We have another issue now is that it's because the Milwaukee and St. Louis series has been canceled this weekend, and now we're hearing uh, reports that there's at least five players personnel in St. Louis that have come uh, tested positive. So it looks like there's another outbreak amongst another another team. They need to have they need to use that field the dream dreams field as like an outbreak alternate site so that they don't have to cancel these games and they can play without these players that have unfortunately so contracted. all the guys have COVID go to Field of Dreams and they play against <laughs> yeah, each other. Yeah, and then they awesome. film. Then they film no, the because, sequel. Because the problem then, right, when these guys outbreak is that they have to, uh, they have to like, they have to clean out the facilities and and really um, go yeah. through the clubhouses. But just take the guys that are not testing positive, still on your roster, that is expanded for this very reason, and bring them to a neutral site, an alternate site. Because you can't keep postponing games like this. It's going to catch up to you. I don't understand why I do in the Marlins case, if there's 18 yeah. players, 20 people total, right? Two staff members, you said, yeah. or whatever. 18 players. Yeah, 18 players. That's different. If you have to postpone those games because, I mean, 18 players is yeah, eighteen is a lot. insane. But if you have four or five guys getting it, like you said, that's why the rosters are expanded right now. I don't understand why. Like, the Yankees have had players test positive, and they're still in the stadium and still doing whatever. Before the season started. Yeah, but who cares? I mean, That's I guess... Big, and, and it was like one here, one there. This is all at once. This is what they're trying to avoid is mass positive tests happening mm-hmm. at once. And, and sometimes you do test positive like two days later too, right? Like, there's no time Right, Can you it. Can you try and verify this? Um, Soto came out. I don't know if you saw this, and he had a couple statements about his test that he thinks it was a false positive. Juan Soto, yeah, because he, um, because he said he's been doing everything right. He's kept his distance from everyone. He's always worn a mask, uh, whatever. But then I, I think, and I don't know if this is just, uh, you know, speculated or it came out that there was two false positives out of Miami, and I again, I don't know if that was confirmed or if it was just someone speculating. But apparently, it it seemed like two tests were false positives there, and that's another thing we have to look at. I mean, not all these tests are are one hundred percent accurate. But when yeah, you have Juan eighteen Soto players, thinks that it was a false positive. Yeah, and they happen, right? But when you have eighteen players, that's different. I mean, you're not gonna have. If you want to tell me one guy, right? Okay. Exactly. But eighteen guys, there's not eighteen. You're not getting right. a high percentage of false positives when you have eighteen people testing right. positive. And I mean, out of all the players you've heard, how many players have you heard actually felt symptoms? One? 
Well, Eduardo Rodriguez. Okay. He, he opted out of the season now because of the effects of uh, the myocarditis that he developed from having coronavirus. So right. he's not playing. And uh, Freddie, um, Freeman, Freddie Freeman was really sick. He had COVID and he got really sick. Sessa, uh, we Sessa. haven't seen back. He dealt with symptoms. I mean, I'm sure there's other guys out there that have dealt with symptoms. Yeah, most most are asymptomatic. We don't don't know. I mean, we don't really know because we don't have the full list of guys, like who's dealing with what out in Miami. Right. These guys could be dealing with symptoms. Yeah, because they don't have to disclose that. This is what Chapman felt nothing, he said. Oh, he he can tell you that. (laughs) Well, he was posting pictures working out every day on on Instagram at his house. The guy gets. This guy gets fucking coronavirus and he comes back and he's looking and like he's the bigger. incredible Hulk. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, if you really want a cure for coronavirus, you should just start doing lab experiments on a role as Chapman. Yes, agreed. Um, what was I going to say? That's the scary part about this virus is that you can get 20 people testing positive. None of them show any symptoms. So unless they're in a uh, work environment like Major League Baseball, they have no idea anything's bothering them. And that's how it, it, it gets spread. Yeah. So and that's why they want to cont- – what do you want right now? You have a free reign of the house. There's a fourth member of the show today in case that's anybody – That's okay. I'm okay with it. So uh, what was I saying? That if you're in any normal work environment, you're not getting tested regularly, or at least in most cases, but MLB yeah. is, and that's why you're seeing a lot of positives right now. And that's why another thing, uh, people are saying, oh, MLB should have done a bubble. I don't know that would have worked. I don't know that would have worked with Major League Baseball. No. Because with uh, the NBA and the NHL, they're pretty much just going right into their postseasons. And as and also, teams are going to be, and some teams are going to be out in what two or three weeks. Yeah, one it's le- one it's less uh, less teams, and two the roster is only eleven guys in basketball. Yeah, right. It's not They're as only carrying it's not 11. as eleven. The Yankees are carrying what thirty three right now. How many thirty? Well, 30. Th- thirty at home, and then uh, yeah, when I mean, they go on the road, they're a lot of incomparable. And it's and it's eight games in a playoffs. The bubble works so well in the NBA because their season was pretty much almost done. Where's your phone, dude? Um, as far as I forget what I was, oh, with the Phillies, are they cleared now? Like, will the Yankees be yeah, able to play them? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say a hundred percent because I don't think anybody knows a hundred percent, but the Phillies have been cleared. They've gotten no positives out of every, out of all the tests that they played. So that's a, that's a good sign, I guess. And somebody else had made this point on Twitter earlier today that, uh, it doesn't seem to be spreading team to team that it's the outbreaks are being confined within. Yeah the team itself which is good yeah because I mean, that just means the game itself isn't the cause of the spread it, it's how the teams are conducting themselves elsewhere um but you were what they keep saying like i look i i cannot i'm so happy that they're on vacation this week so i can listen to five straight days of, of nothing but the fan i don't have to turn it off for four hours in the middle of the day but i can't deal with moose and maggie anymore i've said it a hundred times on this show and i was just literally going across the street to get something to eat the other day and i didn't bother you know i left it on and they're screaming and bitching about you know how the mlb players don't take it seriously and you know they're high-fiving and spitting well first of all if and look dude my my baseball career petered out my junior year of high school, my highlight was that I had two fucking RBIs and I hit 267. So who the hell am I, right? But 
anybody that spent any time on a competitive baseball field knows that it is impossible yes. to play that game and not spit. Whether yeah. you have seeds in your mouth, gum, or you're just fucking hocking a loogie, it's impossible. Or you got to chaw, play. chaw. But listen, here's my thing, right? What is the big deal about spitting if you're not around other players? What are players seeing you spit and going and licking the ground? Well, you know, Luke Voigt did it yesterday when he was holding somebody at first base. So yeah, I mean, yeah, like be smart, like Like that. That's okay. But if you're in in the outfield with no one even close to you, you can't hock a little Luke on the ground. Here's something I tweeted uh, yesterday: was that you know, if you really take this and you and you look at everything, there's no reason why healthy young athletes can't find a way to make this work without canceling the season and without putting other people who are at higher risk in danger. But I thought about this, and I would be okay with it. I don't know what the players would feel. I th- How would you feel about outside of the pitchers, I think? Everyone has to wear a mask at all times. And it's a level playing field if everyone's wearing a mask. So you can't tell me that, oh, I didn't have a good year, or this, pers- this sucks because I- everyone has to wear a mask. If that will make people feel better, then I'm all for it. Because I wear a mask every day. In everything that pretty, you know, and what I do daily, it doesn't. I mean, it sucks. It's annoying, but if he's eating what I think he's eating, I'm gonna fucking. I would right at now. least make the first baseman and catcher oh. wear a mask if you're gonna do that, because those are the two that will most likely not be able to uh, adhere to social distance. Yeah, because like, does Aaron Judge really need a mask sitting by himself out there in right field? Maybe the middle infielders need him because they they may have. Uh, but what you're, but what I'm saying is, no, I I like what you're saying. I, what, that would, would if you're gonna mandate it like that, it has to be a level playing field where everyone's wearing them because you can't just keep you can't right. say, I agree. oh, Aaron Judge doesn't have to wear one, but you know this player it's does. Fair to first baseman, and, and you know what? Then. We all know the masks aren't 100, percent but if you get the right. If you get the right kind, uh, they definitely help, and maybe it would. And they and not just on the field. You got to wear it in the clubhouse too. Mm-hmm. And, forever, forever collectibles. Uh, uh, Foco for short is actually licensed the official gators in mass that the, you see the the teams wearing, and I actually ordered one. They're um, nice. Yeah. So every they ha- all have friggin' access to them. They're they're given to them for free. I mean, it's it's just like anything else, equipment wise that they have access to the players. So just pick. Do you like the Gator? Or do you like the mask better? If that's going to put people at ease, yeah. then then just then just do it. And if you want to make an exception for the pitchers, then that's fine. Really, who should really be all wearing it is the if you're at bat and the umpires and the catchers because there's no social distancing. Or how about this? Wearing- how about this? Players don't have to wear them when they're on the field, but in the dugout and yeah, in the clubhouse that, you have to wear that's one. where i think that would be the middle ground you'd find where all right if you're not on the field you're in the clubhouse you're in the and stands. they all have the gators they don't have to keep them over their face when they're yeah. hitting or up at or in the field and then when you're walking back into the clubhouse you put it on but here's my problem with those gator masks right they're they market that they're breathable and that you know they're for athletes well if they're so breathable how how i mean we know how tiny the particles are of covid that's why it spreads even through the mask, that they're not 100% going to block it. If these things are so breathable for athletes, I mean, how effective are they going to really be? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they've done their testing I, I on it. it's and, better than so just get open them, air. I mean, the first time I ever I know, seen anything like it was, um, I think it was in the movie Creed, when he's running on a treadmill and he's got those that mask on, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to help. You know, you breathe, you know, I don't even know what it does, but get them something like that. Yeah. 
I think Under Armour sells shit like that. They that do. They're also that they're marketing now that they're really pushing now. To, you know, it's like an athletic thing, but it also it's a face covering. Yeah, so get they, them some shit like that. Yeah. Under Armour does make those, and they're apparently they're really comfortable. By the end of the year, there's there's people out there that are brewing something. Look, I'm not someone who I'm just someone who be smart about it. I'm not someone who goes crazy and is and is scared every day. I've I've informed myself enough, but there when there's ways to prevent certain things, don't be stupid. Mm-hmm. Right? Like here's an example. My dad's girlfriend, it was his birthday. It was her birthday. And she was waiting on her test results. She wasn't feeling well. And I said, if she doesn't get her test results back and confirm that she's negative, I'm not going there for her birthday. That would be something stupid. Right. Where some people feel, oh, this is fine. I don't care. No, if you know someone's going to get it or might have it, be smart. And in baseball, I think the same thing goes. It, you don't have to go crazy. I don't think these guys are going to be put at high risk. But we need to prevent things where we can. And it's August, right? So let's let's take Miami for instance. You only have to play another two months, and then you're done. Then you have the off season. Then you can go to your bars. You could do all that. I, I get yeah, that you want to socialize smart. and do all that. But this if is, you opted into this season, do you want a season or not? I mean, you, that's what it comes if down. If you to. opted into this season, you had to know right. that you were going to sacrifice a lot yeah, of the nor- the normalities of of a regular season. That should have been a commitment to you when you opted into this season and played. I'm sorry, and there's no excuse for it. I think they brought this up on the game last night, but how are you going to prevent teams that are out of a playoff race in mid to late September from adhering to these protocols? Okay, so you know what? Eliminate them. You know what's funny? <laughs> Me and Ryan were kind of joking last night, but it would have been a good idea if baseball tiered off the season where if you didn't hit X amount of wins, you kind of just started dropping off. Like after, you know, you would tier it off as how many games for the first tier and the top, the bottom whatever teams drop until you get to 16 teams. Yeah, because take basketball, for instance, right now, they they didn't bring teams like the Knicks to the bubble because they were completely eliminated. So, you know, play 30 games. You got 30 left. Whoever's left out of that pool, you know, you pick pick from there. But teams like and uh, the, the schedule, Royals, The schedules now. are all uh, computerized now with algorithm, so it's not like they couldn't have kept updating the schedules quickly. Yeah, and if you do an even number, it's... it's I think that would have been a good idea. It would have eliminated a lot of a lot of yeah. This. If, if you're trying to think of outside the box and find ways to to manage and strategize against this virus, that could have been a plausible solution. Yeah, and just to go back to my point about the spitting is that they were uh, Moose and Maggie were also complaining about the high fives and the fist bumps. What do you want guys to do? They actually they were flipping out because you know how the Yankees outfielders jump, they do the like the side bumps they do yeah. in the outfield that they were complaining that they were doing that, that they weren't taking well, it seriously. I mean... You know what, then? I, Let, let's have a let's have a fucking ball boy who's standing right by the end of the dugout. Every time you go on and off the field, he sprays a little bit of Purell on your hands. <laughs> but right? here's, the, here's the thing, though. These but weren't people, we told that we could, we could do fist bumps yes, and elbow here's bumps? Yes, this is exactly what I was going to say. And it's right on the CDC guidelines. The same people who preach that they can't fist bump and do that are also the same people who don't inform themselves and care enough to go on CDC's guidelines and read what they put up. And the main thing that they put up is this, this virus is not easily spread, very rarely spread just through passing, fist bumps, whatever. 
it is passed mostly by conversation up close what that is lasting longer mm. than a minute or so. So if I came over to you right. and I'm having a conversation at a closer distance than six feet, even with masks on. For 10 minutes. And we have a 10-minute conversation, which I would hate to do. Yeah, really. Um, Then there's a good chance that if one of us has it, we're spreading it to one another. But if I come up to you and I give you a fucking fist bump, the the odds of me giving it to you are slim to none. So let's the same people who think who preach that they care so much about this shit are the same people who don't care enough to actually read what we're being told. And that's my that's my biggest issue with everything. So, you know, whatever it takes to uh, get through the season, though, I mean, I don't we don't really need to see people getting super sick and dying, possibly, and uh, having outbreaks among four amongst 14 teams. But um, the fact that we seemingly have two outbreaks in the first what week of the season mm -hmm. is not is not really good right now. No. So um and who knows it, if it'll get worse when it's colder out? We don't know anything about this virus. We haven't experienced it for more than the only thing six we months. we know about this virus is we know nothing about it. Yeah. Where did your brother run away to? Uh, I think he's grabbing me some. But you know what'll be cool though? By September, maybe you get the every team will wear those uh, balaclavas, you know, instead of the masks, like how what Boston what? balaclava? That's the word. Is I never even I don't have no idea. I only know that because of a Vampire Weekend song. If anybody's listening, knows the song I'm talking about. It's like the the yeah, winter. It's like the ski mask. The ski mask. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. So uh, yeah, no, we didn't ask for it at the beginning of the show because we had to we had to throw Guardy on there. Which Ryan, you I don't know why we can never get the two of you in the room. How together. was he this week? He was pissed. Angry. Really? Oh yeah. Why? Was he, he hangry? Was he hang? Was he hangry or angry? I think he was. I think he was a little bit of both. I don't think Guardy eats that much. Yeah, maybe Snickers. I, I maybe heard Snickers should sponsor that. I heard Guardy only eats. I think he eats the tears of Yankees Twitter. I think Guardy. I heard Guardy only eats uh, anything picked fresh off the off the farm. Like his family has to send him. <laughs> yeah, and he brings it. The Guardy Farm. Uh, yeah, so please leave us a five-star rating review and let us know what you think. Do you think that we're going to get through this season? Do you think that the Major League Baseball players are doing enough to uh, to prevent the spread of the virus right now? What are your thoughts? Leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes and let us know. I think it was it was more than a coincidence that Judge kind of had his uh, his stuff to say the other day mm -hmm. about when they, when he was asked about it, and then all of a sudden uh, Manfred said, nah, I'm not canceling the season. I mean, I think Judge has, and, and other guys, obviously, but I think when players come out and show that it would devastate this, the sport and, and all of, any player on any team, that he changes tune a little bit. You know, I kind of had the feeling that I would have been okay if they started the season and canceled it. But now that it's happening, and no. obviously the Yankees are six and no. one. But but here's the main reason why: if you cancel this season, Tom, Tommy Canley's is done till next August. So you're going to cancel a season and nullify everything that's happened, and Tommy Canley's career could have been altered because you couldn't. That's true. I then, mean, then don't start it because these are players' if lives. If you didn't expect this, you have to go into this exactly. expecting the worst. Expect the worst, and if you can't. If you can't have a plan in place to get through that, then why start it all? And you're right. 
guys like Tommy guys getting hurt if the season's not going to friggin' count. Yeah, I what, agree. What, why don't why for don't nothing. players play in spring training for more than three innings so they don't get hurt? They don't have to overexert themselves. They're going out there every night in a in a in a shortened sprint of a season where they only have what five six off days left, and you're going to cancel it and make it meaningless. Yeah. When Tommy Canley's career could have just that's been a good point ruined. He he could be done. Yeah, before we recap the week, let's bring that up. Uh, fucking Tommy King needs Tommy John surgery, and that's just a kick, kick in the fucking balls right there. Yeah, it really because, sucks. Because um, I think it was when? When did he pitch? That was Sunday? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Sunday. Filthy, when he, filthy. He was disgustingly good in that yeah, game. Yeah, filthy changeup was nasty. And then we found out uh, a couple days ago, Boone said that he was going to – he very ominously said after the game one night that he will have something on Tommy tomorrow, which we all either took that he needed Tommy John surgery or he had friggin' COVID. I thought it was COVID because he was waiting to see if Tommy wanted it disclosed. Uh, and it turned out once you heard that it was a forearm strain, they released that in the morning, you knew it was Tommy John surgery. And uh, it sucks for Tommy. He's a fan favorite. We love Tommy. So we wish him the best. You know, hopefully um, – Maybe Ryan can look this up. I think he's a free agent. Uh, he signed through 2020. Think. Yeah, he'll be um, free agent actually in 2022. He's still arbitration eligible next year. Oh, so the Yankees control him for another two seasons? Uh, yeah, he'll be a free That's agent good. in 2022. Wow, that was so a good this deal. year and next year. What a good deal! What a good trade! So right now he's on a one-year 2.65 million. All right, so we you know Yankees still have team control of Tommy for another couple of years. So it will. You know, hopefully Tommy will be able to rebound. We'll see him towards the end of next year, and then in 2022 he can just be crazy uh, Tommy Red Bull for the Yankees. Yeah. So, but uh, it sucks because this isn't April. You know, this isn't the the first week of the season in April. It's yeah, the first week really of the season in August. It, right. So it's as if he got hurt the last second to last month of the season. So uh, we'll get to it when we uh, get to uh, Saturday night's game. But we'll just do a quick recap. Uh, we had the so we were supposed to play the Phillies. Obviously, that didn't happen. So the Yankees played. Uh, were actually off Monday and Tuesday, and then they wound up in in Baltimore, where they just do what they do. They win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they they beat the Orioles nine to three on um, on Wednesday night. That was Garrett Colstar. We touched on that earlier. Uh, I've. I'm in love with this guy. I never really had a, a what do you call it? A bromance? No, it can't be really a bromance because he doesn't know who I am. No, it can but be a man bromance. Cr- a man, man crush. crush. <laughs> I never really had one in my life. I guess many people will joke that I probably had one with Stallone, Sylvester but Stallone. definitely, I definitely have a man crush on Garrett Cole. I love this Same. guy. Same. Uh, and we'll just fast forward real quick to opening night at Yankee Stadium. I didn't know that Susan sung the national anthem because she promised Cole that if he ever Crazy. became a Yankee that he that she would do that. And by the way, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm tipping my cap right now to Susan Waldman. <laughs> Fucking outstanding, outstanding rendition of the national anthem. And look, I'm not getting into the kneeling. It's not something I want to get into on this show, but John Carl Stan's been kneeling and he didn't kneel. Um I respected that. On opening day, because of the respect that he had for Susan Waldman singing the national anthem, so fucking tip of the cap to John Carl Stan for I that. I respected that a lot, uh, definitely. And I'm I'm not making a political statement one way or the other. Guys can do whatever they want. I'm just saying that the fact that he had that much respect for Susan Waldman, I got a lot of respect for that because I love Susan Waldman. I really do. You know what? And I hate 
I hate Yankee fans that take a shot at her because she's a fucking she's a she's the goat, bro. I'm Let sorry. me tell you, she's untouchable. It's untouchable. so funny, and I'm so glad you brought that up because I I made a note to myself that I wanted to to touch on this. When Susan Waldman became a staple on on the radio for us, it was tough. I was younger, and I just never cared for her. I don't know what it was. I just I never really cared for her. She get, she kind of annoyed me. And as I got older, and I really, you learned her story. Yeah, and it's just honestly, she's one of my favorite people in in the industry. The fact that I don't think this is brought up enough. The fact that she's the first voice ever heard on WFAN Sports Radio is, I mean, she was she was the first voice, first broadcast ever for the station, and she's still doing a phenomenal job. And she was uh, nominated for the Hall of Fame this year, you know. She's in, apparently. Is I she, think yeah. I read that somewhere that she got in. So I mean, well-deserved. And... and and, and we want to – sorry, just to cut you off, I do want to extend well wishes to uh, John Sterling, yes, who was the guest on this show. That's what I was going to bring up. He's missed the last few games. Uh, he's under the weather. He had a fever but tested negative for coronavirus, and John's in his 80s now. So, you know, he's a fucking yeah. warrior too. So, um, you know what? Just get well, man, and if you if you make it back and call some games this year, that's, that's just a bonus. But uh, So definitely want to wish John well. And anybody that's got anything negative to – to say about Susan Waldman, go play in traffic. Yeah, and I and I read a tweet yesterday, and it really fucking bothered me. Um, Ricky Ricardo has been filling in, and he's great. He's too. doing he is, a great. Let me job. tell you something. We everyone's if you've heard anyone talk about Ricky Ricardo, he is very highly regarded in the broadcasting world. Well, Ryan loves him because he does the Eagle games too. Yes, he is <laughs> phenomenal. Okay, and I've never heard him enough speak in English to know how much he sounds like John Sterling. He sounds like a young right? John Sterling. It's unbelievable. Vibes the whole, every time I've listened on the radio. And, I, I, and I'll say this before I bring up the tweet. If John Sterling, I mean, I never want to think of this day, but if John Sterling can't broadcast games anymore, I really hope they consider Ricky Ricardo as a replacement. Yeah, I, I think it's... Look, and and it's compensate him enough way, to pull him away from what he does now. Um, but I'll say this. I read a tweet and in, and this bothers me when you can't just say something good about someone. You also have to put someone else down, right? Someone, people are tweeting out there that Ricky Ricardo is, is the best. Uh, we went from having the worst broadcaster in the booth to now one of the best and ripping Johnson. Johnson is in his fucking eighties. And until last year, never missed a fucking game. Can we show respect to people anymore? Can we show any type of respect? Yeah, John Sterling's lost it a little bit, okay? But that's those are the th you know how you say like yeah, maybe he thinks a home run is a, is a fly ball to Luke Voigt. You but. know how you have like one of the, you know how, yeah you know how you have the friend that's just a fucking whack job a little bit, but you say that's our He's friend. Your friend. He's my friend. He's ours. John Sterling's ours, man. You got to <laughs> just embrace that shit. Hundred percent. Like Ryan almost drove his car through a guardrail a couple years ago because John Sterling called a grand slam and it was like a pop fly it to the not, shortstop. It is far. It is. Oh boy. So it's it's I, I just missed that. I, thought it was, it was I apologize. Susan, I thank you. You gotta love that. Yeah. You, you just embrace it. You hate it's him for a second. I don't think you have to love it, but yeah. Well, you gotta, it's, he's your guy, man. I mean, he's He's been here for what? 30 plus years. So that's pretty, that's all of our lifetimes really. I mean, we don't I'm a little. I probably 
born before Sterling got here. I think he got here in, what, like 89, something like that? Yeah. But I don't never listened to a game on the radio before John Sterling took over. That's all I know as a Yankee Dude, fan. back in the day when I was a little kid and, you know, the 90s running stuff, when the Yankees were in the playoffs, and it was network TV, I would, when Kay was with Sterling in the radio, in uh, the booth, I would, and again, this is before the whole cable TV where, uh, you know, there's delays and stuff. I would mute the TV and play, turn the radio yeah. on to listen to Sterling and Kay. I mean, I grew up listening to that. And, and just, just like his signatures alone, the, the calls, what, the way he, he reacts when the Yankees win a ball game, that, I mean, what he's, um, given to this franchise and the fans it's unique i mean there's there's very few broadcasters come out on there. what's better than hearing john sterling after a nice dub nothing i mean nothing with, with frank sinatra you in the do background it in, you do it in your car you know you oh, got yeah. hand up and, and there's and you yeah, you got it going on everybody the does it up. there's no true yankee fan that hasn't tried to imitate John Sterling yes. at one point in their lives. Not one. So, uh, back to Garrett Cole real quick. Now we, you know, we sidetracked on Susan and, and, um, John here. And I said, maybe we touched on it last week. I probably tweeted it a couple times this week too. If you follow me and I'll plug my Twitter at Christian underscore N Y Y S T. Stack guy, Rye says I'm a good follow. So take his word for Absolutely. it. Uh, <laughs> Garrett Cole is here because he got a $324 million check. I think we're all aware of that, right? Yes. But he embraces what it means to be a New York Yankee. 100%. He embraces what it means to be the ace of a staff that is looking to win not just one but multiple World Series. He craves this spotlight. He does. And you can tell how much it means to him just based on the way he acts when every time you see him on – on camera, he was so excited uh, Friday night. You you could just tell her it was just coming through the TV. And imagine if you would have been able to bask in the adulation of the fans that if they would have been there Friday. And that's the one. And maybe the Yankees wouldn't have had Susan sing the national anthem if it wasn't uh, you know the COVID season. But that's my so my one kind of regret out of all this is that Susan wasn't able to get the standing ovation I know. that she richly deserved for I that know. performance and just overall her her just outstanding work and what she means to to and I'll say it to me and and absolutely. a great section of his fan base absolutely you know what I love about Cole the most like the the one thing I've really taken out of him the guy has a switch right any any winner any true champion has a switch that they turn on and they and they turn off when Garrett Cole, now he can he can turn it on and off whenever, but when he steps on the field, there's no turning it off no matter what, right? And we know that about him. When he steps in between those lines, or when he's warming up, that switch is always on by default. But I've never seen a guy turn it off so well talking to the media where he can be that workhorse on the mound and he can be that champion who does not smile, who just focuses in. And if he doesn't get the job done, he's fucking pissed, right? He's a true winner. But when he goes back, he's not too big or too good to sit there and say, I love this franchise and I always have. And that's why I think those little clips like of after opening day when he said this was my favorite memory of as a Yankee fan. I think that's why they're so unique. I've never seen a player that was 
regarded as so highly as him come off the field and still be able to admit that he's a little geeky fucking Yankee fan still and this get and this gets him excited and I think that's why uh, there was no better choice of an ace if the Yankees had to pick one than him yeah but then on the other end of the spectrum we got fucking J.A. Happ uh, who pitched uh, the finale in Baltimore Yankees stake him to a five run lead and wouldn't you know it he pissed it away (laughs) Which honestly, uh, you can't do. You can't do. No, it. you you can't do. Come on, you can't do that against good teams, let alone the Orioles. Hey, four and well, three Orioles. He he left. They were still away uh, ahead, and then it was. Why is it going to look right? good though? He made one bad pitch. But the fact that he gets a five run lead, and then within what two innings, it was five to four or yep. whatever it was. No, I uh, think it was the next inning, wasn't it? No, he gave he didn't give up all four runs in one inning. He gave yeah, up, it was five uh, one, and then it was a three run home run made it five four. I think. Jesus. Let me look. Let me look at the box score from uh... while you're while you're looking that up. I just want to bring this up because me and Ryan were talking about it the other night. I know it sounds irrational. He gave. I'm sorry. He gave up two two run home runs, one in the first and one in the second. There you go. And that was after he was staked to a five nothing lead in the right, first right, against right. the Orioles because yeah, yeah, it was that. So me and Ryan were talking about this the other day, and I know it sounds irrational, and I'm not going to sit here and say that Hap can't turn it around. All I'm going to say is we saw what he kind of deteriorated to last year, and now he's picked back up right where he left off, and it's not fair to just judge off of one game, but, and as much as I think he can still turn it around, I think it's also fair to say, I think it is fair to say that he's got to have a short leash at this point. You know, this is a shortened season. I don't know how many starts we can put Jay Hat back out on the mound before we say, okay, we have enough young talent now that we've seen that at this point, what's what's the risk in putting one of these kids out there and seeing what they can do? Well, the issue right now is that we don't have anybody besides Garrett Cole that can get deep into a ball game. Paxton gave you one inning, so tonight's going to be a big start for him. Or he mm-hmm. gave you one plus. He got knocked yeah. down the second inning in his last start. Tanaka gave you, what, two and a third last night? You got to build him back up. Yeah. And uh, he looked really good. I know he tired out at the end, but he looked really good. That splitter was filthy. No, he, looked, he looked fine. I don't have any issue with the way his stuff looked. He was only good for about 50 pitches, but yeah. we'll, we'll dive into it a little bit more in a few minutes. Uh, who else? Hey, they, who else did they have? Montgomery. Look, we'll talk about that, too, in a couple minutes. Jordan Montgomery got you into the sixth, so okay, yeah. that's two guys. But you need you need somebody else that's going to give you innings. And right now, the if Hap's not going to be a guy that at least can give you five, Yankees are in a little bit of trouble right now in that regard because you don't want to start burning out the bullpen because, as we heard um, last night, Saturday night, Boone didn't want to go to Britain. He didn't want to go to Adovino because of recent workloads. Uh, so you, had, you finished the game out with Avalon, uh, Nick Nelson, who gave me a fucking partial how good he looked okay, last okay, night. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what do you call it? David Hill for a two-inning save. So, I mean, the Yankees have other options, but you really you don't want to be burning the big guys out right now. You don't. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying where I think – Especially ha- that – I'm sorry. Especially that Chapman's not back yet and Tommy's, yes. Tommy's yeah. out. You don't. You can't kill Adovino – and Britain, you can't do it. Yeah, because we saw what happened to Adovino last year when they killed him. But um, we'll just call it proctoring from there proctoring. on. Proctoring. <laughs> um, the th- that's what that's my point with Hap. Where 
I'm not being irrational and saying you got to pull him. No, he's got to just do his job. If you can give me five, if you give me four runs over five innings, or maybe even take it into the six, I'm okay with that. You don't have to be great. You barely have to be good. Just give me a decent start and give me innings where you're still somewhat keeping this team in the game. And that's all your job is this year. Yeah, his job is to eat innings. Eat innings, but you have to be somewhat effective. You can't go five innings and give up eight runs. Right, because, well, you wouldn't most likely be going five innings if you're giving up eight runs. So right. So it kind of goes hand in so hand. So at that point, that's why I'm saying he still has to have a shorter leash in a sense of if he's just going to go out there and give me two-plus innings every time and give up four or five runs, or really, it's not even about the runs that he gave up. If the if the score was 0-0, zero, zero, you know, that's one thing, but... The fact that he had a five five run lead in the first, you have to be good enough for me to know that I can put you out there, especially against a team like the Orioles, and you're not going to give that lead back up in two innings. You can't do that. And they and they almost lost that game. Thank God Judge hit that home run in the ninth. Because yeah. that would have so been a Aaron, shitty loss. Aaron Judge uh, hit the game-winning home run in the ninth inning. They were down 6-5. to five. He cranks a three-run bomb. Uh, the Yankees win eight six. That was the second of that was the second night of now Judge's four straight games with a home run. And uh, what did you say yesterday, Ryan? What do you? Why don't you put him in a damn cage? I'm not putting a dog in a cage. I'm gonna put you in a fucking cage. What I said. What were you saying yesterday about uh, Judge yesterday? And then I said, "That's a that's a healthy Aaron Judge." That you 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 made a comment, and then I said, "That's because Aaron Judge is healthy." Right. Well, so, we we, we have we have to look that and and look at his track record here. That maybe he hasn't been well. He hasn't been healthy since his rookie campaign, and and maybe that's why he he wasn't the player he was his rookie year. So we're seeing a healthy Aaron Judge right now, and it's not just his defense. That's I mean he, he's 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 been consistent offensively, but not. At that rookie year level, now, yeah, <laughs> he just looks so comfortable at it's the plate. Ridiculous. Him a lot Stanton. of them do. A lot of them yeah. do. Stanton, um, DJ. I mean, up a little bit in the last couple games, DJ but, just yeah. But you know but he what? He does look. Be- he does look better. He's not chasing as much. Here's my thing with Stanton, though. Yeah, he has cooled off a bit, but he still looks comfortable to me. Where in past years, the last couple years, when he started to cool off or slump, he just looks so tight. And like all over the place, Stanton still looks really comfortable up there. Um, I think DJ obviously picked up right where he left off. Um, Gio he wants to be on the show. Today. That's fine. Uh, Gio starting to friggin'. I mean, you want to talk about heating up? Gio or Shell is starting to really heat up right now. Luke Voigt has had some good hacks. He had that home run uh, a couple nights ago. Yeah. Well, think about it. I mean, Ryan from. Uh, the finale in Washington on, can you just give me like a quick summation of what Voight's done? Because it was after the second game of the season that I had the field tweets that Voight was washed up. And now look, he's been on, he's been on a pretty good tear since then. Yeah. And, uh, Talkman had a good game last night, right? He had a few hits. Yeah. I think he had a three hit, three night. hit night. Uh, I mean, and that's your guy you're bringing off the bench. And I liked, I liked what I saw out of Gary Sanchez last night. He looked like he might much be better, the much better. He took the ball the other way. Uh, for that single, he should have walked in a second at bat. We got a bad call, but then he uh, he nearly hit a home run. He walked. A, he he did draw a walk later in the game. Um, so he's his seeing the ball much better. better yesterday. Yeah, he was. His at bats were a lot better yesterday, and he looks good but, behind the plate. 
the Yankees got through, got out of Baltimore with two wins, and then they came home for home opener against the uh, Red Sox. And really, the thing I want to take away from the Red Sox series is how awful Boston's pitching is. I don't know how they've managed to just keep the Yankees to five runs a game because they're they're pretty bad. These are a bunch of no name nobodies really out there out there throwing. There's a couple decent guys. What is your problem? Uh, Luke Voigt, though, those uh, first two games, he went 0 for 6 with three strikeouts. Then he went back-to-back games with a homer. That was that last game against Washington. One home run, one RBI, then the grand slam against Baltimore. He went 0 for 3 in yesterday's game. But, but he, yeah. He had a couple hits in uh, uh, Friday night, though, right? Yeah, he, he went two, two, two for 4 with, an, uh, with a homer, 4 RBI. Yeah, and uh, the Red Sox, man, it's just crazy to watch them right now because – we're talking about a team that won the championship a couple years ago, and they're just a well, shell of themselves, a, a complete shell of themselves. Even if they, even if Sale wasn't hurt, that team is not going anywhere. They're just not well, going anywhere. If they had Sale, Evaldi, Rodriguez, it's not a terrible one, two, three. But they mm-hmm. really, they don't have, they have Evaldi, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I listen. Uh, I mean, it, even it outside of the pitching. Like they, who do they have? Bogarts and Benintendi? Like, I who else? Oh Martinez. no, Severs. Yeah, Devers I guess the... I guess they just they look flat. To I me. think there's what three levels to baseball, right? Offense, defense, and pitching. They got the offense. They have the defense. Xander Bogarts is an unbelievable yeah. shortstop, but they're just missing that one piece. And as a as a Red Sox fan, I get that you you are probably the most successful franchise of this decade, and maybe of the last. You know, twenty years. You could maybe argue, but why? How, how can you not be frustrated right now? They have to be one of the more frustrating franchises in in the sport well, right now what... because all you all you need is a couple starting pitchers, and you're you're competing for a playoff spot. This is what I always appreciated, and I think that Yankee fans don't give Cashman enough credit for this. Mm-hmm. Is that even through the championship runs, even. Even when you kind of knew they just didn't have a championship caliber team, the Yankees were always competitive through most of the season. Where the Red Sox, they go championship to nothing. They they do they did it in 2012, mm-hmm. uh, and I think they did it in 2000. When did they win again? 2007. They won. 04, I know. Four, oh seven, and twelve, and twelve, and then eighteen. I think they've done it they after didn't every win in 2012. Didn't the Giants win 2012? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 13 or something. So it was four, four seven. Anyway, I just I forgot to mention this while we were talking about the Orioles. Is that what did Richard Blair do to the Baltimore Orioles that they traded him to a team with a massive COVID outbreak? <laughs> yeah. Like, what kind of scumbag move did he pull that they said, fuck you, you're going to the team that where everybody's getting fucking COVID? Yeah, that's bad. Hey, well, Miami's got to make some moves now because they don't have half their team playing for the next week. Yeah. So, I don't know. That Maybe that'll come out in, in I don't know if he, weeks. I don't know if, uh, if Blair's the uh, answer, though. You know, I got to give Smoltz some credit, finally. Former Yankee, oh. former, rank, uh, former Yankee Richard Blair, by the way. Uh, I mean... Every it's see I, maybe it's a Yankee bias, but it seems like whenever the Yankees are on a national broadcast, the 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 announcers go out of their way to sort of just point out any negative no, about the New York Yankees. I don't it's think not, so. Either, it's not your I'm bias. Just, I'm just throwing it's it true. out there. But I I it was like I'm like wait, am I hearing this right? They, they they were praising the Yankees for like five minutes, mainly Brian Cashman for what he was able to do. That and we're, we we totally overlook this because we're Yankee fans and we expect them to win every year. 
But the fact that they traded away their best players in 2016 and then and, got and it was considered a retooling and not a rebuild, and they didn't skip a beat or or fall off uh, like like the Red Sox are kind of doing right now. It's unbelievable what Brian Cashman was able to do, and that's what Smoltzy was saying. And I, I gotta, I gotta say, thanks uh, to John Smoltzer finally uh, giving the Yankees some. Credit, I'll never give him credit. I hate bring, his guts. When he was bringing up Stanton and Judge, then he had to throw in the the um, the backhand on. Uh, but you know there are holes uh, in these guys' game. You can find ways to strike them out. And you can strike them out a lot. Yeah. So he couldn't just let you it couldn't, go. Yeah, you bum. He just couldn't let it go. He had to throw that in there as well. But Friday night home opener, Yanks win five to one. Uh, you get another Judge home run, uh, and then I think the Guardy hit a home run. That was his first uh, home run in the season. Who else went deep in that game? Gio, right? Yeah, Gio. Gio so Gio's, Gio's back got to back, back to back games with uh, a yeah. first career time. grand slam, and and it was Luke Voigt's first career grand, huh. grand slam as well. I think the big takeaway there is uh, Jordan Montgomery gave you five and two thirds of one run ball, so he, he looks great. good. He looks back from. Uh, Tommy John surgery. So I mean, if he's gonna get, if you can get me uh, Jordan Montgomery into the sixth, giving me giving up one run, I mean, I'll sign for that in blood every single time. Uh, you had Chad Green out of Vino and Holder, then close it out uh, for the Yankees. So uh, real quick, let me just ask you this. Okay, let's assume that Montgomery's healthy and he continues to give us uh, some form of what he already has, and he's going to be able to take you into the sixth at least. In most of his games, you know you're going to get that out of Cole. Uh, Paxton, we're going to chalk up to a fluke of a shitty night. He's going to give you innings. Tanaka's going to eventually build back up to give you innings. That leaves us with Hap where then you don't need as much from him as far as eating innings goes. Then would you be quicker to pull him out of this rotation for, say, mm-hmm. King or uh, maybe me, even give Schmidt? Me, give me a King-Nick Nelson combo. We'll have right, one of them you could do a combo. Or give me give me a combo of Luizica, King, and Nelson. Give yeah, me but that. here's Great. the here's the thing with Nelson. He looked so comfortable relieving last night with Canely being out. If Nelson's going to be a reliable bullpen guy, you might just bring him out of the bullpen for the rest of the year. You could. You might not need to use him as a starter. You could. You could also say that with Luizica. I think Luizica. You can't look at his at his lines to know how good he looks right now. It's just that command. I mean. We talked about this. His stuff is truly, out of all the young guys right now, Loisaga to me, as far as stuff goes, is is the best. You know who he kind of reminds me of now that you bring that up is Michael Pineda, a guy that had really, when he was he on, Michael Pineda was one of the best pitchers in baseball when he had his stuff. I remember Mother's Day, uh, I forget what year it was. Against the Mariners, maybe? He had like 20 strikeouts yeah, or was, something. Yeah, that was a he game against 20, the Mariners. It was like a, probably 14 or 15. But and yeah, he, he was lights out. And I, it was the first time I just I looked. I was like, this guy's a really good pitcher. Yeah. He's I just all over. I the game was against the Twins. I'm pretty it sure might it was been, against yeah. the Seattle I thought Mariners, it was the Mariners. I'd almost guarantee that it was, um, what's the Japanese pitcher? Kikuchi? Uh, no, it's from a few years ago. Dice came. No, on the Mariners. It was against that guy. Iwakuma? Yeah, Iwakuma. I'll look it up. Yeah, I mean... What year you think that was, Christian? 2016. Uh, Yeah, I think it was 2016. All right, I'll look into it. So then, uh, you know, we move on to last night's game. Yankees win 5-2. That was Tanaka's season debut. We'll give you his line here. 
two and two thirds, two runs, uh, two runs, one earned uh, because you know Torres uh, made an error on when the ball was thrown in, allowed the second run to score, and three strikeouts. Uh, doesn't jump off at the page, but Booney said that he had about fifty pitches in him, and I think he gave the Yankees, uh, I don't know, should say it somewhere, fifty-one. So <laughs> pretty much right on the mark of what Boone said Tanaka had in him. Uh, I. I like the way he looked. I mean, he's just got to build himself up now. I thought his stuff looked pretty good last night. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I don't know where this rotation's going to go as far as guys staying healthy. As far as Tanaka, I don't know how long Tanaka's going to need. He's he's you know aging over the last couple years. Obviously, he's still young though. He's young enough to really be able to build back I'd up. I'd say he's probably about three to four starts away from being yeah, able to get Yeah, he should be able to pick back up pretty quick. And let me tell you something. There was something I noticed about Tanaka uh, last night. That's First of all, that splitter we know when he's on is, is unhittable. But there was something about his fastball last night that just looked harder than it actually was was being thrown, and it was effective up in the zone. And that's why so he, he had, had a few strikeouts. His fastball was up and hard. So was it a blue fastball? It was a blue. Do you think? Do you have a four seam or a two it seam? Looks, I throw a blue seam. It looks like that Pineda game was actually against Baltimore. He threw really? Yes, se- yes, you're seven right. innings, sixteen strikeouts. Wow! Back in yep, 2015. 2015, on May tenth, we were all oh, wrong. Yeah, we were all wrong. All right. So yesterday, <laughs> this. This is how sick this Yankees team is, and it, it's really disgusting. It, it might even be illegal. I don't know. Manfred might have to make a rule about it here. That the Yankees – no, look look at their vaunted bullpen, right? Aroles Chapman, COVID. Tommy Canely, Tommy John surgery. Zach Britton, Adam Adovino wiped out because Boone was worried about their usage, which is fine. I have no issue with it. Ryan keeps saying it's glorified spring training, mm-hmm. and it, and it kind of is, so – why are you going to push these guys if you felt that they've they've pitched too much? And people would be like, "Oh, but Britain didn't pitch this on Friday night, but he, he warmed Boone up. Had him up a couple times." Yeah, and you know, Boone will tell you that counts. So here's where they go: Avalon, one and one third innings, two strikeouts, no runs. <laughs> Nick Nelson just dumped a bunch of filth on the Red filth. Sox. Three filth. innings, four strikeouts, in his debut, then, by the way. Yeah, in his major league debut, he was a fourth round pick in 2016. So that's good to see him coming through the system already. And then David Hale, who I think he was sold to Japan once, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> he probably was. <laughs> this is just to fuck you on the top of the cake here, as he gives you the Yankees two innings, uh, three strikeouts, uh, allows uh, three base runners, two walks and a hit there, but allows no runs to get the two inning save. I mean, come on. Bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, uh, I, and like we just said, yeah, the Red Sox are shelled themselves, but you you rattled off a few names that are still legitimate players in Major League Baseball. That's not a pushover lineup. They might look flat right now, but for those guys to go out there and do what they did last night is is remarkable, uh, especially when you have guys going down. And, and like you said, not having Chapman. Now you don't mm-hmm. have Canely. Yeah, and just another reason why it is beneficial for the Yankees to give guys like Adovino and Britain those extra days is, all right, whenever I think of a team making the playoffs, you can most most of the time you can always look back that that team went on one or two really nice runs in that year. They didn't they didn't like cancel it out with a ten run losing streak, but they only went on one or two runs and they played middle of the pack 
type of baseball. The Yankees, Yankees are have have done this in the past where they start out hot, then they kind of go 500 for a little, they end hot. When you're only playing 60 games and you're six and one in your first seven games, we're we're a little over 10 percent of the season's yeah. done. The Yankees. They only need this one run. If they could, if they could rattle out, uh, off another three wins in a row and yeah. go start nine and one, then rest these guys as much as you want because there's almost no way you don't make the playoffs at that point. And I'll say this too: one, the biggest difference I take out of Boone compared to Girardi is that there's something genuine about Boone, and I think it really, it it, what's the word I'm looking for? It really translates uh, translates to his players. Yeah, resonates, resonates. He, he has a genuine confidence in these guys. Where I felt like when Girardi would kind of make these moves, you'd be like, what the fuck is he doing? Well, the binder. And it was more like, yeah, it was more like, oh, this statistically, so this could work. When Boone brings a guy like Nelson out, he doesn't give a fuck that it's his debut. He know, he he has confidence that this kid can go out there and get the job done. And I think that's why you've seen over the last couple of years some no-name guys out of the bullpen who have actually been pretty successful for this team. Yeah, and you made a great point to me just in a text that and I and I I didn't really notice this, but it it, it he is this kind of manager where he's he's going to maybe leave you out and and let you test yourself and try and build that confidence. A guy like David Hale going two innings last night. That was that was a huge risk. I mean, I know they didn't have any other option, but think of that confidence boost that gives David Hale. Think of what Nick Nelson was able to do. Yeah. Giving these guys multiple innings and a chance to be that guy that helps get them the win in that game. That's that's something yeah. you really need to to focus on when you're judging a manager. So, I mean, just to wrap up Nick Nelson here, man, I was really impressed with his stuff. He's a little wild, which is kind of a book on him. It's a but, book on all these young pitchers mm-hmm. now. But he's got a plus fastball. I think he was bringing it as high as ninety eight last night. Yeah, it was uh, it was filthy. That changeup is pretty damn good too. So I mean, I was came away very impressed with Nick Nelson. Just another weapon the Yankees have sitting out in that bullpen now. It looks like, and then we move on to tonight. The Yankees are going for a sweep of the Red Sox. Like Ryan said, they're they're trying to go seven and one to start the season. Uh, it's going to be some guy named Bryce. With a seven point seven one ERA starting for the Red Sox today, uh, I believe Bryce he's not Harper? actually. A st- <laughs> Bryce I believe Brent? he's not. A st- I don't think he's a starter. Yep. He's pitching four games already. Yeah, with he- yeah, yeah, he's not a starter. He's pitching four games already. He's pitched four uh, four and two thirds innings. So it just seems like he's he's a regular reliever. Maybe the Red Sox are going bullpen game, but. Where the Yankees are concerned is, you know, James Paxton's pitching tonight, and he can't give you what he gave you last time out. You need to see closer to the James Paxton that we saw towards the end of 2019. Yeah, um, I agree with that 100%. I just want to make another quick point on Tanaka. It just kind of hit me, and I think we should all take a – anyone listening to this and the three of us should should keep an eye out on this because I've been I want to look out for certain things that we can decipher that – Matt Blake coming into the picture has changed a little bit. And I think it just hit me why Tanaka looked different to me last night. And let's see if this was a result of anything Blake has done with him. Tanaka has always been the guy who uses that fastball to get ahead early. And then that splitter to get guys out or to, you know, strike guys out, swing and miss really last night. If you go back to that game, he wasn't using his, he was using his fastball as a strikeout pitch. He was able to, to throw that splitter so effectively early, earlier on in the count that that high fastball 
A he was throwing the high fastball. A, a looked a lot faster than it was mm-hmm. after throwing that splitter, and B he was using it for a strikeout pitch, which you don't see out of Tanaka. So keep an eye on that. Maybe that's maybe Blake made a few tweaks with Tanaka, and he's going to start using that more. Uh, we know Larry's fault. So no, yeah, of course. Yeah, because that was only clocking at ninety two, but it looked it was yeah he, a lot he hit ninety three a couple times, yeah. but um, it looked like it was coming in at least ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, and even though and go just real quick, uh, even though I tweeted this the other night that I would have taken another five inning Yankee win, tweeted. I'm glad that it didn't happen because then it would have gotten Manfred's mind that we only have to play five innings this year. Right, agreed. <laughs> so. <laughs> But again, that's one of those things. Like, you, how long are you going to wait for a rain delay? I think it was like what an hour and forty minutes or something. They they're doing seven inning double headers because they don't want guys sitting around catching coronavirus. But you know, how long are we going to sit around and wait for uh, rain delays? You know, when do you pull the plug on something? Yeah, because there's only twenty minutes in between a true double header. You know, and this is another reason why they shouldn't have done that extra inning runner on second rule, and maybe should have considered adding adding the tie into baseball, and maybe take a uh, page from the uh, from hockey's playbook with maybe a sort of point system this year uh where you, you don't even you have can, to right you could just do a winning you just go by winning yeah, percentage. yeah right or just or just just let's let's end games in a tie instead of having delays that are longer than uh 45 minutes to an hour and you know it, i mean did the yankees really deserve that win on opening night i mean i get it that's the rules that you know you play five but it's like at that point there's still so much baseball left. Yeah. Uh, listen, for me, and, and this was brought up on Twitter. I saw a couple of people talking about it. You might just have to be okay with the fact that teams aren't going to make up all their games this year. There's going to be too many postponed games with everything going on. And on top of that, the rain that we get every other day in, in this, you know, well, area. There's a hurricane now. coming Tuesday. Right. Too, so. so so, you know, you got to just kind of be okay with the fact that some teams aren't going to play 60 games at this point. And you're really just, as always, looking at win percentage. And you got to just kind of be okay with that. All right. So we'll look ahead now. Uh, unless you guys have anything else you want to recap that happened throughout the week. No. Um, tonight, Sunday Night Baseball, Yanks go for the sweep against the Red Sox. And then. I'm looking at MLB at bat. Of course, this is all subject to change because of everything that's going on with the coronavirus and outbreaks, but it looks like the Yankees are going to be home for two to make up the games with the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Monday, 7.05. Tuesday, 6.05. Wednesday in Philadelphia at 7. And then Thursday in Philadelphia at 6 o'clock. And then it looks like we're heading to um, Tampa to play four games in three days. Friday night, doubleheader Saturday, and then uh, game on Sunday afternoon. So that looks like what the Yankees' schedule is going to be going forward here. Uh, we'll see if anything changes from that. But we'll be back uh, Sunday night to record, to drop a new show for you Monday morning. So that, that's the schedule going forward here. Again, everything is subject to change because God only knows what the hell is going to happen yeah. or may have happened while we've been recording. So. But if there's nothing else to do, thank you for listening to episode 187 of the NYYST podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. I bring Creed in for the goodbye, but he's sleeping now, so he's he's been relatively a good boy here. He's better behaved than that guy Rye is. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to the show. We uh, appreciate it. Please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Stack guy Rye. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Boom.